Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in today. Thank you so much for joining me for this next episode of Such Sweet Thunder Meditation Program. This will be a Dharma talk on the topic of opening the heart. This is actually the second of two talks uh, that I'm delivering on this topic of opening the heart. I do, um, well, I consider all of the stages of the Such Sweet Thunder meditation program quite important, uh, but opening the heart, uh, I like to emphasize because I think it's uh, often overlooked uh, and it, it can be so uh, pragmatically healing, particularly in this uh, current world situation I find uh, the practices on opening the heart extraordinarily healing uh, in times of crisis and times of stress. So I thought I would offer a second talk on this before moving on to the final stage of such sweet thunder practice, which is the stage of insight. Now, if you're just joining me here for the first time of this series or of any series, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, and do stay stay tuned, stick around. You can receive great benefit uh, from listening to this talk without having experienced the meditation practices or experienced um, the other stages, previous stages or chapters. So welcome. And if you'd like to catch up on any of that, um, it's all available on my YouTube channel on my website, www.suchsweetthunder.org. It's all available on my Instagram channel and on uh, here on my Facebook page if you scroll down. That can be a bit of a nuisance for some people, but <clears throat> you can scroll through my Facebook page and find previous episodes of this Such Sweet Thunder series as well. So before into the talk, I do have a really exciting announcement. Uh, I am offering an online retreat uh, in conjunction with Contemplative Light, the uh, website Contemplative Light. Uh, they have a Facebook page as well. If you haven't uh, familiarized yourself with Contemplative Light, do go to their website, uh, www.contemplativelight.com. Uh, they have some pretty amazing programs, well, very amazing programs, uh, not only the retreat that I'm offering through them, but uh, other programs as well. So they're a really wonderful group, and they're doing a lot of really healing work there. Now, the retreat I am offering uh, launches on October 17th, and it runs until November 14th. And we're meeting twice a week. Uh, this is Pacific Coast time of the United States. We're meeting at 7 p.m. on Saturday evenings and Wednesday evenings. Now, the structure as it is organized thus far, and this is subject to change according to the needs of the group, uh, but I'm intending to offer a guided meditation session with a discussion on Saturday evenings and the Wednesday evenings will be like a study group. Uh, I will be online as well with everyone uh, guiding the study group. Uh, there will be opportunity for discussion, Q&A and so forth. And this is all done via Zoom, which is a great platform for this type of uh, um, presentation because you'll have the opportunity con to connect with your fellow retreat participants. 
to compare notes and to discuss. Uh, so I'm hoping to build kind of a sangha or a community of meditators uh, during this retreat. So uh, not to be missed. Uh, now, if you sign up for the retreats but you can't make a session or two or three, no worries. They're all going to be recorded. Now, these recordings will only be available to the retreat participants as a way of um, keeping that retreat exclusive uh, for the participants. So, But if you sign up for the retreat but you can't make a couple of the sessions, uh, we can work that out. I can, I'll be able to email you links of the recordings of those sessions um, shortly after they're done. And if you'd like, you, if you have a question or, or a comment that you'd like addressed in the Wednesday session, but you can't make the Wednesday session, for example, you can email that to me, and I'll bring it up in, in the, in the Q&A session. So, no worries. Very flexible. So again, that is October 17th to November 14th. You can sign up by messaging me here. You can direct uh, message me through Facebook or Instagram, or you can email me through the website www.suchsweetthunder.org. There is a sign-up sheet on the Contemplative Light website as well. Uh, so either one of those avenues uh, will serve you to sign up for this retreat. Okay, moving on to opening the heart. So I like to call this stage of the meditation practice a radical embrace of the present moment. Sounds wonderful, right? <laughs> but how, how is that done? So we, in this meditation, start with the breath. We're feeling the breath. That's the traditional starting point. I often uh, offer guides where we start with the sounds. That's fine. In any case, we start by bringing awareness to the present moment experience, whether it's through the sounds of the present moment, the sensations of the breath. And we systematically open our awareness to more and more present moment experience breath, feeling the sensations of the body, the sounds as I mentioned, the visual field. And we recognize any feelings that might be present. Now all of that comes to us through sensations, feelings, or thoughts. Every experience we have is a conglomerate of sensation, of feelings, and thoughts. That's all we can ever really experience. Everything else is inference based on the internal experience of sensations, feelings, and thoughts. Now that might sound a little esoteric, but follow me through for a moment here. So you're listening to this talk, 
hopefully. Maybe watching this talk if you prefer. And you're hearing this sound, the, the words, that lands on your ears and it becomes sensations, aural sensations through the ears. There might be feelings as a result of those aural sensations, thoughts. You might be trying to put this together in your intellect, thoughts arise. There might be feelings as a result of what you put together in your mind. So we experience the external world through the doors of perception. And those doors of perception allow us and give us our experience of sensations, thoughts, and feelings. Those sensations, thoughts, and feelings either take on a flavor of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. I might say something you like, something that's relaxing, something that resonates with your heart and mind, you might have a pleasant feeling tone in the body. I might say something you would disagree with, something that rubs against your current way of seeing the world, for example. There might be an unpleasant feeling tone. I might be, in your opinion, just rambling on while you're scrolling through your Instagram feed, that's a neutral feeling tone. That's, there's not much happening. There's no engagement there. It's kind of just neutral, bland, if you will. And so in the meditation practice, we start with the breath. And you can start with the breath, noticing. Does this breath feel pleasant? Is it unpleasant or is it neutral? And then in the meditation, we do body scanning. And as we systematically move our awareness through the body or allow awareness to move through the body, we notice, is that pleasant, unpleasant or neutral, the feeling tones that arise throughout the body. Now, the more we do that type of body scanning, the more we bring that type of awareness to our experience, the more familiar we become with the body and the feeling tones of the body. So each time then we have an experience in the external world, you know, every time our doors of perception contact the environment, that perception brings a feeling tone. Eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind. Each time those contact the external world, a feeling tone arises. So this is why we systematically go through the body, very gradually noting the feeling tones, opening to what's present. In a way, we're kind of 
developing a skill so that when we move about our day, our day-to-day -day experience, we notice the feeling tones more accurately, more with more dexterity. And in the practice, we then practice opening our heart to those feeling tones. We open our heart to the pleasant feeling tones. That seems quite easy. But the trick is then not, is not to grasp at it. We open our heart to the joy of the kitten purring. We don't need to disrupt our meditation to go pick up the kitten. Right. We just notice that sound falling on the ears, how our heart opens to those sounds, how our heart opens to how that sound creates a pleasant sensation, a pleasant feeling tone in the body, the mind, the heart. And we rest in that. There might be a mosquito biting the shoulder. Ooh, that's unpleasant. In this practice, we learn to open our heart to the unpleasant as well as the pleasant. So the unpleasant feeling tone is there. Now once you label that feeling tone unpleasant, it's a little bit best in that. Because it takes the emotional reactivity out of the unpleasant feeling tone. You label that unpleasant and you rest in that experience of unpleasantness. Now with a mosquito, that's that's a good place to start. It's not, not that annoying, but it's just annoying enough to be unpleasant. Also recommend starting with the feet falling asleep maybe, or there's a just a minor discomfort in the body. Just label that unpleasant. And then rest in that, and then open your heart to that experience. Each time we open our heart to an unpleasant experience, whether it's an unpleasant, let's start with sensations of the body. It's an unpleasant sensation of the body, the mosquito biting, maybe you have a toothache, a sore throat, or maybe the foot is falling asleep or there's soreness in the body. Recognize the unpleasantness, the unpleasant feeling tone, and then open the heart to that. Now, the more we train in doing that, the easier it becomes. And then you'll start to notice that the energy that you needed to resist the discomfort the energy that you are using to push away, the energy that you are funneling into aversion, now becomes available for more present moment awareness. It's actually the same thing with the pleasant feeling tones. If you can rest 
with the purring of the cat without picking the cat up, for example. You can rest with the pleasantness, the, the resting, pleasant quality of meditation without clinging to it. Thoughts like, oh, I wish this would last forever, this is so blissful, so forth. Letting those go and just being in the present moment. All of that energy that we once used for grasping now becomes available for present moment awareness. And so here I'm discussing opening the heart to the sensory experience of the flesh, if you will, pain and pleasure, and neutral feeling tones as well. When we come across an area of the body that has no feeling or a numbness, we can open our heart to that as well. Now with all of that energy and awareness that once went into grasping comfort of the body, I want to move in this direction to be more comfortable. I want to have this right now so I don't feel the dryness in my throat. We let that go, that energy becomes available. The other direction, we need to swat that mosquito away or we need to clear the throat pushing away with aversion, discomfort. All of this energy now cultivates in the body, in the mind, in the heart. So now we're resting in the physical experience of the body, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. We open our heart to that experience. We embrace that experience. This radical embrace of the physical experience of the present moment. Now, in that resting, we become much more sensitive because now we have all of this energy that we normally spent on pushing away or grasping at. We have this heightened sense of awareness and attention. So we're a lot more sensitive beings at that point. In that sensitivity, we become more aware of our emotions, of our feelings. So we notice emotional discomforts much more acutely at that point. So here in the practice, it might actually feel like we're having some emotional disturbance. It's the same practice now. That's an unpleasant feeling tone, that emotional disturbance. And then we rest in that. Or there might be experiences of bliss, ecstasy. The Buddha called this the rapture of meditation. And so we don't cling to that. We rest in that. Now, the deeper we go with this stage of the opening the heart, uh, the more we generally start to experience. More emotions start to make themselves available. Emotions that we were previously afraid of. 
may start to arise. Because we recognize that those two are just another unpleasant feeling tone, or we might be afraid of some sort of joy, we might be holding back some sort of happiness. Those are allowed to arise as well. Again, now the temptation there will be to cling or to push away. We open our heart more and more. Open the heart. Embrace that. Again, it's nothing more than sensations, feelings, and thoughts. Opening our heart to each sensation, each feeling, each thought. And so as we practice doing this in meditation, again, we're cultivating a skill so that we, when we move through our day-to-day -day experience, our day-to-day -day experiences come to us in that same way. They arrive through the doors of our perception, through our, the sense of sight, sound, feelings of the body, our mind, our heart, that all becomes translated as it goes into the doors of perception. It becomes, again, sensations, thoughts, and feelings. And we open our heart because we've practiced in meditation opening up to each thought, each sensation of the body, whether it's pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Each emotion as it passes through our awareness during the silence of meditation. So and this is why we, we come to meditate in this way. When we're free from external activity, we sit in a quiet room, hopefully, uh, as quiet as it can be. Uh, you know, we all have loud neighbors from now and then. Uh, uh, we sit in a room where it's peaceful, relatively. We turn the phone off, we turn the TV off. And we take the opportunity to just sit in that quiet, in that stillness. Because that gives us a way of recognizing each thought, opening our heart to each thought and letting it go. It gives us a way of relating to each bodily sensation, whether it's the sensations of the breath, the body, from the top of the head to the bottoms of the feet, we open our heart to each sensation. We open our heart to what's coming to us through the aural field. For using open eye meditation, we experience the visual field, the, this dazzling display of shadow, color, light, and space. We embrace it with the open heart. And we embrace whatever's arising in our feelings, in our internal field, any emotions or feelings. And so this is like a musician practicing scales. We're building this capacity, slowly, methodically, going through each aspect of the present moment and embracing it with the open heart. 
That's kind of like experiencing our day-to-day -day experience in slow motion, if you will. So the more we do that in the meditation practice, the more access we have to that heart-opening technique when we're encountering challenging people, for example, or when we're stuck in traffic, or when uh, we, we open the door to our apartment and there's a, a hailstorm. Challenging experiences arise. No human life is free from challenge. But we do have the option of meeting those challenges with the open heart. Each time we meet those types of challenges, those experiences with an open heart, the energy that we would, would use to push away that experience, to fall into aversion, you know, the energy with, oh damn, this weather is terrible, it shouldn't be happening, and now I gotta run down the street, I'm gonna get pelted with hail. All of that denial of the present moment, the energy that we spent in that, becomes available for present moment awareness. Are we we receive a phone call, you know, from a loved one. They're very sick, they're very ill. You know, the tendency is then to, to move immediately into this aversion of sadness. Right? The sadness arises, we don't want that. We want to push that away. And so that creates this tension in our body, in our mind, in our heart, and we're struggling against the present moment. Thoughts like, oh, this shouldn't be happening. I wish this wasn't happening. Why does this happen to this person? They're such a good person. All of that energy now becomes available to us. With that energy, we can more accurately address what's arising in the present moment. We're no longer distracted by our denial of what we think should be happening or rather our denial of what is happening and preferring what we think should be happening. Should be, I think it's better said that way. So that energy becomes available for our present moment awareness. I'd just like to mention the Buddha uh, at least once more in this talk because I, I, and I, I'm not pushing any particular religion. Uh, when I speak of the Buddha, I speak of him as a meditation teacher uh, and a wonderful teacher that he was. Uh, but I'm not pushing Buddhism over any other religion. I'm a completely secular teacher. But when the Buddha was asked what he taught, he would often reply, I teach one thing and one thing only. Suffering and end of suffering. And so here we start to see how this meditation practice can allow us to step out of our own suffering. This opening the heart practice. 
Now, and this is kind of becoming a cliche in many contemplative traditions, <clears throat> but I, I will use it here, because it, it does, it is true, uh, that pain, pain is a part of life. Pain is not optional. But suffering is optional. Suffering arises as our struggle or our denial against the present moment. Again, to refer back to the Buddha, the Buddha used the example when he was teaching this of a person who gets shot with an arrow and then shot with a second arrow. Now the first arrow, that's the pain. That's the pain of life. Birth, sickness, aging, death, not getting what one wants, getting what one doesn't want, being separated from those who are dear. That's all a part of that first arrow. That's all of the, the pains of life. And because we have a human nervous system, because we're born into a human body, we all will experience that. That's not optional. Our world, the type of world we live in, the type of body we inhabit, guarantees our experience of pain. The second arrow that's self-inflicted. That's the suffering that arises when we encounter birth, sickness, aging, death, not getting what one wants, getting what one doesn't want, and so forth. That's the struggle against the present moment. Now again, all of that arises in our awareness simply as sensations, thoughts, and feelings. Remember, that's all we can ever experience. Everything else is inference off of our sensations, thoughts, and feelings. So this is how this practice makes so much sense, it's so pragmatic. Because in meditation, we're opening our hearts systematically to our thoughts, to our feelings, to our sensations. Now, gradually, for most people, this is quite gradual. With a healthy amount of practice, self-compassion, we learn to open our heart when the first arrow hits. We don't need the second arrow. We don't need to struggle against the present moment any longer. And it is like a feedback loop, if you will. And that's why I recommend starting small. Starting with the mosquito biting on the shoulder or with the pleasant feeling tone of the cat purring or maybe the neutral feeling tone of just the clothing on the body, opening our heart to that. 
each time we do that, we cultivate a little more energy, a little more attention, so we can open our heart to something a little more troubling, or something a little more pleasant, or something a little more boring. We practice opening our heart more and more and more. And so, I think that's all I will say about that. <laughs> it's such a beautiful practice. I, I really hope you will join me in this venture of opening and embracing the present moment as it arises. And we will be doing some of this on uh, the online meditation retreat as well. So, next... I guess it's Friday morning, my time, Thursday evening in the States. <clears throat> I will be introducing insight practice. Now, this is the final stage of the Such Sweet Thunder meditation program. And we'll be doing several episodes, I believe, on insight practice. It's quite a delicate practice. It's a beautiful practice uh, and quite profound. There's a lot there to cover. So I hope to, hope to see you all there. If there are any questions or comments, please don't hesitate to send them through Messenger or email me through my website, or you can even put them in the comments underneath the video. Happy to entertain any questions, comments, or concerns. And have a great week. And I will see you then. Thank you so much.